Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. listening to the show other than uh, say Ryan Holt and me welcome I appreciate it uh, we record these shows just as uh, I don't know just uh, capture some moments between some ad pros but you're welcome to listen in this week Ryan Holt is back uh, we do a little bit of catching up talk a little bit about the show talk a little bit about cocktails of course and uh, he was kind enough to make one of my absolute favorite cocktails for this show and then yeah really just talk a lot about food and kind of comparing advertising to I guess the restaurant industry might be a close approximation so join us in our booth in the back as we share our drinks and our stories welcome back Ryan Holt here we go uh, hey, how many episodes have we done so far I've posted 10. This is like one of my favorite cocktails of all time. I love this drink. You are actually the person that turned me on to this drink. Mm. Um, those listening, Mr. Morris and I are drinking the infamous Sidecar. Sidecar is a beautiful cocktail consisting of half cognac. Um, because, because we are cheap bastards as well as old bastards. We are using... <laughs> um, Second grade Corvassier, not their premium stuff, and uh, Grand Marnier and lemon juice with a sugar rimmed glass. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> it was, uh, it's it's very refreshing and perfect. It is. This cocktail could go fast. Mm-hmm. It's been a favorite of mine for a long time. I don't get it very often because um, a lot of places don't make it right or use inferior ingredients, and uh, it's just not the same. I agree. But also to make sure when you're at a bar ordering these, you don't want to use like the high-end cognacs because then you're paying like nine dollars for a mixer. And, That's what I want. Right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, you if there's you got to strike a balance because for some drinks you want just that straight-up cocktail. It seems like a waste to mix it with these other ingredients. Because uh, I'm a big fan of just. You know Hennessy straight out. Yep. And so I think this is a good, this is a good mix here. It's going quick. Mm. We just have an intro and talking about the drink. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I only remember making that as a drink, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this one might just be about booze, considering mm-hmm. the uh, the bar here just got restocked. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Got a lot of options now. I mean, I even I even hit the hit the kitchen and made a couple. Another option for simple syrups, uh, one of my one of my favorites that we'll talk about in due time. Fantastic. So, what have you been up to, Peter Worth? Uh, he sat in for you. I mean, I told you earlier that my time is only having one job is coming to an end. I'm going back to to pulling two, and so you got to divide your bartending time between us and uh, a new location. Right yeah, yeah. I'll just uh, that'll be all right. They pay you better than I do. Uh, the booze isn't as, 
is good there. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but the, the pay is much better. <laughs> People tip. All right, all right. That's true. I don't think I've tipped you once here. I owe you. Hey, okay. <laughs> How, this is an interesting topic. How do you uh, determine tipping for people when they're making you cocktails? You've worked. You've been both sides of the counter here. Yeah, and I probably am overly generous, even when I can't really afford to be. Right. And when you'll see, you, you actually find that as common in the service industry is most people that work for tips tip way more than they probably need to. Right. Um, if I get a beer like, for myself, I'm probably going to tip two dollars for. Um, just to be a good patron of a place, I would say a dollar a drink. Right. Unless it's an incredibly complicated order that I suggest maybe going to. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, for for me, I'm usually, like, if, if you're grabbing me a beer, I'll probably throw $2 down. If I if I end up ordering two beers, one for me, one for my wife, I'll probably just throw an extra dollar to give them three for two beers. Um, but yeah, I guess that's not... But if I go and order, like, a... If I went and ordered a, a sidecar at a, at a place... And if, and if they made it right, I'd probably tip them three bucks for the drink. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'd say I'm, I'm a good tipper. I'm not a great tipper, but... And I think part of that is I'm kind of the opposite in having worked in food service that maybe I'm a little more jaded or something. Like, come on. <laughs> how hard is it for you to at least smile and engage with a person that's sitting here that wants your service, they want something here... And it's an effort for you to just smile or even say something to yeah. me. Like, and they'll still probably get a tip out of me because I'm not like a totally cold-hearted bastard. But on the other hand, come on, man. You know, I'm like, I've worked in coffee shops as well, you know. And yeah. you'd be amazed at, hey, how hard is it to, to make a cappuccino? Well, it's like broth and milk and espresso. Not hard, right? Well, it gets fucked up constantly, <laughs> you know. And it's not that hard to make, but so I do tip. Just because, hey, I want to. I, plus, if I'm going back to a place a lot, I want them to pay attention to me. Yep. You want to be taken care of. Yeah. I, and, I mean, that brings up a good point. It's like, if it's good service, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm very generous. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's good, I'm really generous. But I also know that just because of working in the service industry and knowing so many people that do, even a shitty server gets 15% from me. And, like, even sometimes where I grip my teeth when I do it, like I, I, <laughs> like I really, I don't morally not. think I could tip less than that. Right. But even though I've very much wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've not tipped. Yeah, but if somebody takes care of me, I'm a, I'm a really generous tipper. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and so that's what you look for. Like you, you want to be taken care of, and you want to take care of the person that that helped you out. It's like. Because ultimately, you want to continue to be taken care of, right? And make me feel like I'm important while I'm in here. I get it. Whatever. It's it's that's the service industry, though. You know. Yeah. And I learned that from working as a barista. It's you get to know your regulars. You make a big deal about them coming in, and you talk to them, and you know what they like, and you take yeah. care of them, and they tip really well. Well, and, and that's just it. Is like you're creating a relationship with someone you're you're going to see on a regular basis. Right. And it's like well. They take care of me. I take care of like it's 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 definitely you scratch my back, I'm scratching yours. But it's a hell of a relationship. Yeah, it's it's one that you kind of wish was more often. Like even in the advertising industry, it's like, well, I'm doing my best to take care of you, and you're paying us, and like we're taking care of each other. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Right, right. Whereas good service in a restaurant, 
always feels that way when both people are taking care of each other. Well, it's tough too because I would equate that to say you're you just think, well, I'm I'm gonna go get a steak, and you go to a restaurant and you sit down, and then you have a waiter that comes up and they're taking care of you, and then halfway through the meal, another waiter shows up and they're like, hey, you know what? It looks like uh, looks like your drink's getting a little low. Tell you what, how about I pick this one up for free? Don't you know? Just try it out. You know, let me know what you think. You like that? And your other <laughs> waiter's like, okay, so you know, just trying to just check it in. How's it going? You got somebody else hustling to you know buy your drinks or take care of your like. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna let's uh, we're gonna throw in a side for free. You know, or so everybody's like working an angle there. So yeah. it's tough to. <laughs> It's very competitive in that sort of way. Yeah, I mean, if a restaurant was the advertising industry, how would that work? Right. Like it would, people, people would be taken out back in the <laughs> I, shop. <laughs> I would, it would go like this. Somebody would show up and they would say, um, so let me try these four things on the menu and I'll pay for the one that I like. That's how, you know, we'll consider the rest of those meals spec work. And the one that I really like, that's the one I'll pay for. If I don't like it, um, you know, maybe you can come up with something that I will like. But don't worry, I know a lot of people, and I'll send, I'll get you a lot of exposure. But you know what? Sometimes it's this. It's it's. Let me get this. Uh, let me get the flank steak with the, with this sauce on it. I don't know if I love that. Let me let me get this flank no, flank oh. steak with this with the, the same exact thing. Let me try that. Go and make another one. Bring it out. Yeah, that was better. Let me get another one, same thing, and then bring it out and like, oh, yep, that one's right. I'll pay for this. Or, <laughs> I'm going to take it back on this one. Or, he, you've got your uh, client comes to the to the restaurant and they say, I want the flank steak and uh, this is how I want to prepare. So, you prepare it, you bring it out, give it to them, and they say, huh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, then they give it to their wife and they're like, what do you think? And she says, well... Yeah, you know, it's way too bloody for me. I don't I don't think I like this. And so at that point he says, How about you make me the flank steak again, but less bloody? That's the one I'll pay for. And then, you know, go through the same process and they'll you know, the two of them will be on board and then they'll say, Hey, here's my nephew. He's also a chef and I want to know like uh, what he thinks. So he's starting out, but the kid's got good taste, so run that by him and then let the kid weigh in on that. And he says, you know, let's put some A1 on this or something. Well, well and then, and then you know, he tastes it, gives some recommendations. Then. And then he says, why, you know what, My, this kid, he can make the same steak for half this. Why don't I just have him do it? Or you just give it to me at the, what he yeah. would, you know, would cost me for him to make it. Or they just talk, and then they look at you and go, you know, we'll get the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's uh, advertising and uh, <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> Pretty much so. That's how it works. It's like, how did we bring the, 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 the cocktail conversation full circle back to this podcast? Oh, man, I want some steak now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does this place have steak? Because I'm serious. Like, <laughs> that sounds really good about it. Now. Oh, my goodness. Steak does sound good. Actually, some mushrooms and grilled onions on top of the steak. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Is that your thing? Yeah, and it, it is. I'm a. I, I like the. I can. I can give or take the the onions, but the mushrooms when mm-hmm. when you cook them in like the the juices of the steak. Yeah. I like that. You like escargot? Um, never actually had it. It tastes like mushrooms. Really? Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, you should try it sometime. 
When we were in Boston, we had uh, fresh clams. Uh-huh. Or no, sorry, oysters. Fresh oysters. Like on the half shell, raw? Yeah, okay. raw and like... And I, and I love them. I've had them before. And, right. and my wife only had them a couple times, but she was looking through the list and she's like, oh, this one's got buttery notes. And so she orders one that she was like, that's the one I really like. And I was going through and I wanted to try because it's something the flavor profile was citrus and buttery uh-huh. and, and uh, you know, really uh, like briny. And I'm like, okay, we're trying two citrus, right. two of the butteries and one of the brinies and and I wanted to try them side no sauce, nothing, just right. eating them s- straight. And like we both walked away from that, going citrus all the way. Like, really? And just getting the fla- like how massively different the flavor profiles from each of the delicious was, was insane. I love it. It was a great experience. Right. right. Oh, cool. I'm not a big fan, but I keep trying, wondering if I'm gonna acquire that taste. <laughs> but um, I had a really good experience with the guys from Level when we were down in. Uh, San Diego and got a similar sort of sampler like that because they always bring out the sauce because actually the very first time I had them was with uh, I was in Richmond doing a shoot with do you know James Bisset? I've, I've, I've not met him uh, but I, yeah, I've heard of him quite a bit. yeah so we were working on a shoot and we ordered those up and they brought out the of course like the sauces so I'm just kind of working my way around trying them and I like the flavor of the sauce, but the problem is it really destroys the flavor of that actual oyster. Even though it's not necessarily a flavor I like, it's ruining that flavor. And so I realized I don't want to eat these with that. I need to be true to what those things are. Yeah, and and that's where where I was coming from with it is like if if I was – if I knew which of these was the one I wanted to eat, then I would put sauce in them. But I didn't know what the base was. Right. So if like after we sampled them, if we're like, you know, we're gonna get a dozen of these, like then maybe it'll be more Right, right. So then we were down in San Diego with Level, and we had this this sampler, and they brought them out. And same sort of thing. I didn't want to try it with the sauce. I wanted just those oysters as is. And um, Kyle's always just like, he's on board with me whenever I get whatever kind of food it is. Yeah, like, something wild. Yeah, so like he, they had, you know. Any, any sort of thing, if it's if it's squid or if it's you know, uh, in this case oysters or whatever, he's always on board. And <laughs> he'll he'll go for it. Spencer, he'll try things, but he was a little more like I don't know. They bring out this whole platter of all these things on ice, and the, we were kind of working our way around. And this one from Alaska was huge and just like just this big slimy mess. And I know that whole time Spencer's like. You guys gotta eat that one. Eat that. That's the good one. <laughs> That's the good one. You want that one? You know, just kind of egging us on, and we're kind of tap dancing around it. And <laughs> Kyle's eventually like, "All right, man, you try it." Okay, okay. And I tried it, and it, it actually was like it just had because it does have a unique sort of flavor. Like you said, some of them are briny, but mm-hmm. they some of them have just a meaty flavor to them. It's unique to it, but yep. I haven't quite you know come around to it, but. I you know still try those out. It's yeah. you know pairs pretty well with uh, martinis. I gotta say, yeah. I had a few of those. But I heard they're really good grilled. So yeah, I, I've I've not had them grilled, but yeah, um, I've had grilled calamari and it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of grilled octopus. It's really good too. We had, yeah, I had octopus for the first time out there too. Oh uh, yeah, that was a different experience. Like I, I liked it. It was it was this weird combination of tough but but not like <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it 
it tasted tough, but it was the consistency was almost soft. Yeah. So it was just this weird kind of text, textural thing that I I had to get over to enjoy the flavor because the flavor is great. Right. Right. I'm a big fan. I like octopus. I had it a few times. Philadelphia had some grilled octopus. Had some down in Florida. I never think of like every time I think of that that state, I just go, "Is that an East Coast state? Is that was that Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, Pennsylvania. Like just like oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, like I never figure it out if it's East Coast or if it's like Mid East. <laughs> well, that's why I was a little bit. I don't know. Do I want to get seafood out here? Because <laughs> we're still kind of landlocked. It's yeah. not, you know, we're not on the coast here. Which is funny. Was it a couple of guys from the Midwest? From the middle. So where is that state? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know where it is. I just I would. It's out there somewhere. I'm right? confused on whether it's considered an East Coast state or if it's just like this kind of Mid East varietal of things. Nice, nice. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean Ohio to me isn't the Midwest. But people would consider it the Midwest. I think it's Midwest. I feel like it's Midwest. I don't know. You're starting to get pretty east. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning east. Oh, man. So, Boston. That's cool. Yeah, I had a great time. It was a uh, good food. I, I could, Ash and I talked about it. It's like, we could see ourselves living there for a couple of years just to get the experience of living in a big city and right. maybe not having a car for a while. But I, That's key right there because when I was out there driving, it was Oh, I hated it. And they, we, they booked, <laughs> we got hotel rooms that were not in the city, so we oh, were yeah. probably, it wasn't that far out, but we were probably, I don't know, 10 miles out. Yeah, that's a 35 Just minute. on the, <laughs> yeah, on, and you, it was the sort of thing where you're coming to the hotel, you have to make a 45 degree turn, and like, you know, you're going 70, immediately turn 45 degrees, and the same thing getting out. You have to turn 45 degrees and immediately and 70 miles an hour sort of thing. Yeah, traffic-wise, that place would drive me insane. Like, I rented a car. And the roundabouts were, oh, God, it was terrible. I rented a car for a day. And that one day, my stress level went from, like, hey, I'm loving this, taking the train and walking everywhere, to, like, I'm ready to shoot people. (laughs) This sucks. Got that real quick for me. Boston. I'm trying to think. Sorry, I got my Philadelphia mixed up with Boston, where you can only buy booze and you couldn't buy beer in grocery stores or you had to go to a beer store to buy beer. No, I don't I don't know that of Massachusetts. You were probably but you probably go into like bars and stuff, right? So you weren't Yeah. And I I, w- I went into breweries and bars and into some craft beer stores, but right. I didn't go into any like, grocery stores or anything. Gotcha. Yeah, that's probably yeah, Philadelphia was like that where you could only buy it in beer stores. Well um Kansas is that way, so is Colorado. What? Yeah. Colorado, you have to go to an actual like a liquor store to purchase like a full full weighted uh, beer. Really? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think of it as Colorado. I mean, those guys smoke weed everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta go to a freaking <laughs> specific store to buy it. I thought it was crazy because I couldn't. I was out there and I thought, well, I'm gonna get some Yingling because I don't get it out here. And then um, I couldn't find it anywhere. And I'm asking, and then, hey, dummy, it's. Uh, you from out of town because it's you don't get it you don't pick it you don't pick it up at a target you know <laughs> you gotta go pick it up at, at you know designated beer place yeah and it wasn't alcohol it's designated beer so I found a place I drive over there and it's like uh it's like a fucking warehouse so 
everything is room temperature and it's cases yep. stacked up on pallets because if you're going to buy beer, it's such a pain in the ass. You just want to buy a shit ton of it all at once. Call it good, man. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not here that long. I'm just here for a shoot. I just want like a six pack, a cold six pack. Can you guys help me out? No, man, you got to buy a case of it <laughs> and you got to buy it room temperature. <laughs> Uh, so I did that and then uh, took about six out and then dropped the case off on the level, guys. <laughs> you guys, you good for this? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. This is all I need. You guys can have the rest. It's on me. Well, Mr. Morris. You ready for round two? I, I am. I think we need to get there. All right. Let's let's stop. Uh, let's go with uh, number two. All right. That's good. Thanks again, Ryan, for such a tasty beverage and a nice little uh, discussion about them level boys. Uh, Who knows? Maybe someday we'll get them on the show as well. If you uh, feel like chatting with Ryan a little bit more, he's always more than happy to uh, discuss cocktails with you. Uh, He's got a couple of different ways you can follow him. One is on Twitter, and it's rholt on Twitter. Or if you feel like following him on Instagram, where he posts lots of photos of uh, drinks that he's making, it's lightningholt on Instagram. Because apparently it was too tough to get the same name for both of those. Anyway... Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. If you like the show, definitely subscribe on iTunes or uh, uh, give the show a rating, maybe write a review. Let me know how I'm doing on here. If you feel like interacting with the show, we've got a couple of options. You can follow us on Twitter at Bastard Martini, or you can go to the website, oldbastardmartinilunch.com. That's where we've got show notes and recipes. In the meantime, have another martini. I know I will.